0: Sneak don't make a sound Sneak
1: Just look around
0: I've always been strong but now my nerves are gone cuz I know I can do it Sing dance be a spy Hiding before your very eyes How could I sneak with this fine physique? Discover the truth, it doesn't take a sleuth For now I'm a spy, spying in disguise Hiding before your very eyes Until you discover
1: Hello, and welcome to the Podcast of Power, a She Ra and the Princesses of Power companion podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nero. And I'm the other host, Jane. And today we are talking about the classy, uh, the stylish, the sonorous episode, The Perils of Peekaboo, Season 5, Episode 7.
0: Yes, we have the wonderful and and majestic episode, the the spy thriller of the series.
1: A uh just a l- I would say it's a little bit of a brief, you know, respite from the past couple of episodes, but honestly not really. It starts
0: out as that and then it's not.
1: Yeah, you know, we start out like oh, it's a Seahawk episode. There's shenanigans at a party, it's fun, and then...
0: It's just a fun time, it's great, and then um, it turns out the the sort of the, the dial uh, gets turned up while nobody's looking.
1: Yeah, no, it really sneaks up on you in the last bit of the episode here, uh, much like all of those chips snuck onto people's necks, but we're getting ahead of ourselves.
0: Oh yes we are, so... Uh, this this episode opens up with uh, everybody on the ship, you know, the best friend squad and everybody, but check your calendars, everyone, because it is National Annoy Squidward Day.
1: This, I love this opening so much. We start, it's Adora trying to resummon the sword, trying to get the hang of this new, more, you know, channel style She-Ra ability, um, and Bone Glimmer there to be annoying, we irritating god yeah so so glimmer and Bo
0: are trying to get her to to do do her glowy thing and they are they are really just like oh come on adora you know you could do it it's don't let the distractions distract you and uh catra sporting a fun new outfit that's
1: right uh, if we if you look at the S- semi-canon to canon fan fiction that we talked about in last week's Patreon episode, you'll know that Entrapta made this for Catcher because obviously she lost her old uniform uh, on the Velvet Glove.
0: Yes, yes, that that old uniform is is gone, and she certainly didn't want to be uh, in the Horde outfit any longer. So she got a brand new look, and it's pretty sharp. We got like. Uh, uh, it's sleeveless it's this nice sleeveless outfit it's got this sort of chest diamond on it a
1: uh, high collar it's uh it's basically identical to her season 4 outfit uh with a few, with obviously she has a short hair now uh she doesn't have any sleeves and instead of the horde symbol i believe there's just like a a back diamond on the back of it
0: yes it's it's pretty sharp and i think the belt is new i don't remember the belt being there on the season four outfit
1: it was there it just had the horde symbol on it which it does not now
0: right okay yeah and the belt doesn't have the horde symbol on. it's pretty sharp um but yeah so she shows up and she's like oh is it time to bother adora so she just like plops herself right in adora's lap and just very smugly and starts like irritating her and flicking her nose with her
1: tail. <laughs> it's all very heterosexual, we can assure you. Uh, extremely. But yes, just to speak a bit more on Katra's new design, obviously we talked a little bit about the visual language of that sleeve and whatnot, right? Mm. Well, no mask, no sleeves. She is more vulnerable and open now. She's not hiding anything anymore. Yes. She's uh she's bearing much more of herself to Adora and, and the world and at large. And it's 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 a really it's a really nice like visual way
0: to sort of explore that uh that new aspect of herself that's, that's sort of coming into play here, which is pretty nice.
1: And so they're they are closing in on Etheria, and Trapta is like trying to get a signal because they should be within comm range pretty soon. Um at this point, Catra kind of like goes to sit at a windowsill and kinda of think about what going back to Etheria actually means because probably she hasn't really considered that it was a real thing that could happen until very recently. Yeah, she's a
0: bit conflicted. She's like she's happy to go back, but she's also not she's got anxiety. She's got anxiety about it. And it's understandable considering. And
1: Adora idly wonders, what what are they doing on Ethereum anyway? And we hard cut two fancy outfits seahawk is yelling seahawk is narrating
0: it's seahawk is a very convenient uh character if you just want to insert a narrator for no reason because he just narrates his whole life basically if he if if he realized it you know he would be doing like the the Kronk thing of like singing his own theme song like while he's doing everything
1: (laughs) i'd love that yeah, they are going to infiltrate a secret underwater party, uh, and we'll learn what that reason is after the intro. But speaking of the intro, we have something to discuss. So yes, we do. The intro is a little bit different. That's right. So of course, the intro changes sometimes between seasons. It changed in season four to reflect Katra's new outfit and, and some other stuff. Um, and it changed here at the very bar- at the very bar- beginning of the season. We had you know the big horde splash screen with all the villains. That had Catra in the center of Horde Prime's grasp. Uh, she has been replaced by a big orb. Um, and the part of the intro where Catra and Adora clash... Uh, usually they are like... Catra is kind of like sneering in a, in a kind of a battle-hungry way. Uh, that is not the case anymore. They... Clash, and then they give each other like a gentle smile.
0: Yeah, have a little gentle smile, and they break away. And then on that, uh, on that, that splash screen, that the sort of title screen, you know, who's that hanging out on the right side? Well, uh, that's her friend Katra. She's she's finally in the
1: shots. She's finally a part of the team. So we cut back after the intro to the the Fancy Squad, and we learn about the plan. They are trying to find. The elusive Prince Peekaboo, who has the gift of farsight and can see deep into the universe to uh, so they can figure out what's going on with Adora and them.
0: Yes. Now, uh, Prince Peekaboo in the original cartoon, uh, I'm pretty sure Peekaboo had like, it was like future vision, not farsight, right?
1: Something like that. Also, Princess Peekaboo, which has been referenced before. In the, in the Princess Prom episode, there was a Princess Peekaboo drop. Name drop, I believe. Obviously, that changed between the char- like that cameo and the character's actual inclusion in the show. Yeah, was it a name drop? Because I remember, I, I know the
0: symbol was on Adora's like battle map.
1: I'm pretty sure they say Peekaboo She was uh, Peekablu is dating like some kind of honeybee themed character.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Um. So that that was kind of the, a very early reference to that character. But now we have the actual new incarnation here. He's a twink.
0: He is a little bit of a twink. Uh, he's he's got he's got a pretty fun look, but we'll 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 get to his look in in a little bit. Uh, for now, though, everyone's sort of trying to get in character, right? So, Marmista has uh, in in her uh, crime novelist wisdom, her her great knowledge of this sort of thing, has developed for all of them fun
1: and interesting character backgrounds. That's right. So Scorpia is Linda Dareem, a farmer and mother of five little Scorpions, and uh, Perfuma is Tara, a blacksmith. Um, and and Perfuma is very excited to play this character. She's got all sorts of lore ideas. Yeah, she wants to have an
0: evil twin, she wants to have an eye patch, be just a a card shark, a whole a whole thing.
1: Scorpia, meanwhile, not too excited about this whole prospect. She's not really confident in her ability to sort of play it cool no
0: she's not exactly a liar or like somebody who can kind of just think on her feet super quickly and stuff like that at least not typically um so she's a little bit anxious about the whole ordeal but you know she's she's gonna try her best so they end up in infiltrating the party and they're they're walking around everyone else is kind of Starting to to try and, and mingle. Try being the operative word. Perfuma is really the only one who
1: succeeds here. By the way, we should totally talk about the party outfits because they are different than the usual formal wear we get.
0: Oh yeah, we do gotta talk about the party outfits. The party outfits are phenomenal. They their their outfits are like they're
1: kind of insane. So Scorpia is unchanged. She is wearing the dress from Princess Prom minus the bomb crystal belt. Um. So that, that's a familiar look.
0: Yeah, and it's a it's a good look, by the way. Pretty strong. Oh, it's a
1: great look. The the slit the slit leg dress, the uh the the like fabric torn open by the shoulder spikes. It's a great look. Yeah. Mista is wearing uh like a like an old timey fedora, like a suit jacket, white undershirt, slacks. She's looking fresh.
0: Yeah, high waisted slacks. She's got like a gold and turquoise belt and these gold and turquoise like, um like pauldrons like they're not they're kind of shoulder pads kind of pauldrons it's a little weird um which by the way matches very matchy with seahawk who is wearing sort of like a little vest and some slacks and that sort of thing has his hair slicked back but he has like some gold and turquoise accents like in the sort of the 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 breast pocket with like the little a little weird napkin you know the little fancy napkin and
1: finally perfuma i think has one of the best looks here she's got a, a shoulderless sort of green uh like a like a like a what well, kind of green we say it's like a metallic green dress it's
0: like a metallic forest green uh and she's got a matching like sort of sundress hat it's almost like a carmen san diego hat a little bit with like a round top sort of angled with a little red flower in it and of course cannot forget she has opera gloves on which is which is always a good look frankly
1: so everyone's looking fresh they are they get into the uh, the secret party they tell the doorman the password and they're here to mingle uh perfuma uh, hits up someone right away to talk about a sword she's already in character
0: yeah she's she's good at this she can mingle like nobody's business and you know, maybe Mermista and Seahawk could theoretically also do this, but unfortunately for them, um, Seahawk has just a couple of problematic exes in in the audience here.
1: You could say he's burned a lot of boat-shaped bridges.
0: Yes, yes. He's, he's burned quite a few boat-shaped bridges. Uh, yes, yes.
1: Yet again, we have the issue of all of all of Seahawks ex exes who are mad at him for burning their boats come back. Got this guy in an eye patch who come who comes for uh, to get him. Uh, they beat him up and throw him behind the bar.
0: Yes, and uh, then he's like, "Okay, that should be it." And he peeks over the bar, and immediately there's another gigantic fish man with like a little teeny
1: tiny teacup who is uh, also
0: apparently well. <laughs>
1: We know this guy. This guy is one of Admiral Scurvy's guys. He was in uh, Boys oh, Night. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's right. I forgot about that guy. Yeah, so this 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 dude, this dude gets his feet, and then it just sort of spirals from there. You've got Mermista and Seahawk in the background of half of this episode, just sort of. Bagging and gagging guys and tossing them behind the bar, like mermista just like envelops their head in a bubble of water and just sort of drags them over. It, it's it's kind of a whole thing.
1: You know when you're playing uh, critically acclaimed MMO RPG Final Fantasy XIV free up through the critically acclaimed Heaven'sward Trial, and you're tanking and you're in one of those dungeons where there's like awkward patrolling mobs. And you're just trying to do a pull, and then more of them keep walking up and aggroing on you, and they just get bigger, and you just keep having to adjust to that. That's what's happening to Seahawk right now.
0: Yeah, he's 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 walking into the wrong rooms, he's pulling people, he's not supposed to be pulling. It's like a whole thing,
1: but... Uh, but, we cut to uh, the C-plot, of the, I guess it's like the B-plot. Um there's not really a, a c plot here there's only the bumpers uh, at the beginning and end with the best friend squad uh we cut to the b plot here back at alliance camp where the uh where Spinnerella, who has been shipped is looking to uh get some more recruits and so she kind of walks up to Natassa, who is just kind of you know out here on, on her ipad and it's just like hey wanna uh show me your neck non-suspiciously for no reason
0: yeah just sort of uh hey follow me over, follow me over behind these dumpsters over here the new vegas style
1: yeah can i show <laughs> can i show you something and froth and uh Natasa's just like eh not now i got i'm busy i'm sorry I, you know but we'll, we'll talk later okay Um uh, and and <laughs> spinerell is just like oh all right and just wanders off um and swiftwind is there natasha realizes, oh, is she mad at me? Why is she mad at me? Did I do something wrong?
0: Yeah, did I? Did I? Out and, uh, you know, Swiftwind's like, nah, nah, you're fine, you're fine. She just seems to not be feeling much of anything. Very neutral expressions and whatnot. But Natasa does realize... Uh, yeah, she did fuck up pretty bad, because apparently this is their anniversary. This is their anniversary, and she forgot, and she's gotta go fix it. A really good line delivery on that, by the way. Like, ooh, I gotta fix this, Swifty.
1: Yeah, and just runs off, leaving Swift when sort of confused, standing in the forest. But <laughs> um, he
0: doesn't know, he's just a horse. He doesn't, he yeah. He couldn't understand.
1: He could not understand. Uh, luckily this doesn't like her thinking it's just because of the anniversary doesn't last very long she immediately sees suspicious activity realizes that Spinnerella has been shipped and uh doesn't doesn't keep going under that uh you know pretense a lesser show would have stretched that out i feel
0: yeah no they 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 uh they cut that off of the past pretty quick which is you know pretty i, I which i appreciate personally but um but yeah, so... so Back at the party. Back at the party.
1: Seahawk and M- Mermister are still dealing with all of Seahawk's exes. Admiral Scurvy is here, uh, along with all of his crew, and so is the buff bartender lady.
0: Uh, there's like a cat girl. Yep. There's like a, some girl eating a beetroot <laughs> over here. Yeah, the, uh,
1: the buff bartender from Boys Night, and also from the first Seahawk episode. Yes. He's a classic... Uh, in a background character. There's a lot of really good background characters in this episode, but we cut to Scorpia. She's kind of outside the party and she's looking really down. And And Perfuma notices this and goes over to her and, and, and asks her what's what's going on.
0: Yeah. So Scorpia's been attempting to sort of mingle. She just sort of, you know, walks up to a group of people and tries to sort of sort of integrate into them. And,
1: oh, underwater, huh?
0: Yeah. Uh, how about that Peekaboo? Heard, heard that guy's here. Big gulps, huh? <laughs> well, see you later. Yeah, she's she's trying her best, but you know she's she's got the social anxiety. You understand?
1: She really is, which makes sense. The horde isn't exactly good for you know properly socializing anyone growing up.
0: No, no, I'd imagine
1: not, uh, as demonstrated an infinite amount of times um and perfuma is like okay well why don't you just you, that is just like the, this all of this self-doubt the hordes instill in you talking i know you can do this what, do, what what is it you like to do for fun like what, what is it you, that you really love and you know she's like you know
0: i love singing but everybody always tells me i'm so bad at singing and you know perfuma's like yeah first off they're wrong second off you know, don't don't worry about whether or not you're good at something. You should do something because you like doing it.
1: And they go to dance to a slow jam. It's all very nice. Uh, there's lots there's lots of hand touching. Well, claw touching. Um, yeah, claw claw touching. Uh, yeah, same thing. Yeah, same thing. It, it fulfills the same purpose. Um, and and uh, perfume attempts to get uh, Scorpio to say I can do this, and uh, she first says perfuma can do this
0: yeah it's sort of it's pretty funny yeah so so Scorpio is getting psyched up she's like you know what yeah i can do this i can go find prince peekaboo and uh just then that uh, turns out you, you don't gotta bother because prince peekaboo is the host of this entire soiree and his outfit is a lot
1: yeah, so let's just diagnose his outfit here while we got him on screen. Yeah, he's he's got a whole thing going on here. He's he, he looks like
0: he needs to be in like a Las Vegas like uh like Cirque
1: du Soleil performance. 1. thigh high boots. Naturally. 2. like a peacock themed leotard yeah got the gloves the white gloves the white gloves and like the the coat sort of tails
0: off it's like a two-tone uh coat tail that's like vaguely
1: sort of peacock looking got the hair the hair which ends in a big forelock yes two-toned hair by the way two-toned hair uh red
0: eyeshadow
1: blue pink lipstick eyeshadow yeah, pink with eyeshadow. pink accents
0: on the cuffs and the tail of the coats
1: so Peacock Blue is very stylish, very very flamboyant, very theatrical. Very theatrical. All qualities that don't sound like anyone else. No, couldn't possibly be anyone else. But you know, Peacock Blue uh, calls for Swin to come out on the, onto the piano. And by the way, fun fact: something I remember from a past she rift. Swin, in the original cartoon, is I believe Seahawks like assistant guy in the '80s cartoon
0: oh yeah
1: he's like a he's what's the name of captain hook's like like lackey smee he's like a smee yeah he's like a smee kind of guy yeah i remember that actually this this version of swin is very different she is like a like i don't really know how to describe swin's design it's it's a very interesting one
0: she's like a she's like a short like piano player she's like got like a little fancy suit on
1: she's got like a bowl cut but it's like a i don't know why she's got a, it's bowl, like a cut. bowl cut that has like big curly things at the back it's very interesting I, I like swin's design swin's design's pretty cute yeah swin swin's got a great design
0: but yeah so so swin pops out and starts playing the piano and scorpio is like yeah that's it this is my time I, i'm gonna go get i'm gonna go after peekaboo so she just sort of just sort of walks directly to the middle of the stage and just kind of just kind of awkwardly stands next to the curtain and starts very loudly whispering, hey, hey Beacon are you in there?
1: Can, can I talk to you? Listen she's right about one thing, she's not very good at sneaking. Scorpia is like six foot three, built like a brick house, has giant scorpion claws. You can't Sneak when you're that. This the subtlety, the lack of subtlety. Uh yeah, and they spotlight is immediately training her because everyone's like, Hey, who's that? Um and she kinda has to sort of, you know, uh well actually before that, you know. Yeah,
0: before that I was gonna say before we get to the musical number, and there is a musical number, by the way.
1: So Mermista and Seahawk have successfully captured a quarter of the party all of whom want to uh, disembowel Seahawk for setting their boats on fire and breaking their hearts, whatnot. Um, and so Seahawk's like, okay, that is everyone who has it out for me. Now we can head back into the party. Remista stands up, immediately sits back down. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's and she's like, there's someone here I just cannot deal with right now. And Seahawk is mean, like, who is it? I'll fight them.
0: Yes. And Remista's like listen uh somebody who i may have maybe possibly burned down the boat of listen i just i wanted to see what it was
1: like i the the line delivery is so good on that one too i just i wanted to know what it felt like
0: it's so funny and seahawk of course is just overcome with absolutely infatuated heart eyes uh just just yelling literally he says you are everything i ever wanted (laughs) like this dude really his soulmate huh yeah and she's like
1: stop you're embarrassing me ah it's pretty funny but she doesn't have to worry about being embarrassed because someone else is getting very embarrassed on stage because (laughs) scorpia is fumbling trying to, to figure out how to get out of this and she kind of gets I'm, I'm a performer i'm trying to get backstage and so someone slides a microphone out to her yeah she
0: she sort of put on the spot here uh literally and she starts to sing and at first you know she's pretty anxious and very quiet and 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 you know not not really feeling herself but Uh, suddenly the music picks up, and, like, perfume is there cheering her on, and so is Seahawk, and, uh, and she just very quickly sort of rolls into it, but, um, the, the song that she decides to invent on the spot here
1: is... I mean, listen, if this is all off the dome, this is very impressive, very incriminating. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say, like, this is a very impressive, like confession
0: this is a very impressive um way to tell everyone in the building that you're a spy who's here to infiltrate it
1: yeah uh she she, that is the the gist of the song um for some reason Swin looks nervous about this no idea why
0: yeah i can't imagine why she's got like a big old sweat drop on the side of her face while she's playing and then at the very end, while everyone's cheering, there's, she sort of
1: anxiously sort of slips away. There's a really good uh, off screen. All everyone is applauding. You just hear Seahawk go, oh, yes.
0: Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good.
1: But uh, uh, Scorpia goes backstage and finds Peekaboo at, at the makeup vanity. And is like, oh, finally, I, I've, I found you. I need We need your help. We need your help finding our friends. He's like, oh, Glimmer and Adora, don't worry about them. They're fighting amongst the stars, and she's swinging her big sword, She-Ra, in space. Which, technically, that's true. Yeah, no, they they did get
0: that one right, unfortunately. Like, no one else knows that. <laughs> no one else knows that, including them, because, surprise, this ain't Prince peek blue This is our good friend, Double Trouble.
1: That's right, Double Trouble is back. Uh, Scorpia gets their- <laughs> on like you know if surprisingly clever on her part she's like oh yeah you, you went to perfuma's drum circle because earlier in the episode perfuma was bemoaning that peekaboo never rsvps for anything and so she never knows how many drums to get for the drum circle and just catches uh, double trouble dead in a lie and when they bolt. They they do say a funny word. They li- They really do
0: just say is the thing. Like literally, they like duck under Scorpia's little like claw, and they <laughs> it, like
1: plain as day just oh. Shit. Yeah, like and but uh, Scorpion knocks them out. They are revealed as double trouble. The venom kind of causes them to blink through all of their disguises, and they kind of tell the gang what they've been up to since the fall of the horde so they figured that peekaboo was actually the perfect choice for uh, to, to be you know to impersonate because one nobody's seen him and and two you can do anything you want as this famous hermit and and throw a bunch of cool parties and, and be all theatrical and whatnot but before that they were trying to you know play the winning side and infiltrate the galactic horde but, yeah, but unfortunately, the
0: Galactic Horde is not exactly like a f- uh, a good audience. There's really nothing to do. You just sort of sort of stand around. You're just
1: a clone. Yeah, you're
0: not really doing nothing.
1: But this is a lot of double trouble to pick up some very important intel. One, uh, people are getting chipped all over Etheria, including the crowd outside um and two prime is setting up a blockade around etheria to catch adora when she tries to return home
0: yeah it turns out prime is a little bit on the pissed side based on like all of the the stuff that's been going on including the uh sort of rescue of catra here so he is planning on on trying to sort of make make adora pay in in most ways that he can it is at this moment that Mermista shows back up and <laughs> she, she's really normal this she's very she's normal walking very uh, stiff shadow, be shadowed walk
1: into the room with the world's blankest stare it's fine yes and this is when we cut back to camp with Natasa attempting to grab uh, Spinerella um, and once again sort of you know catching her in a gotcha Spinnerella never be- calls Natasa beloved But that doesn't really matter because it turns out Spinnerell has been very busy.
0: Yeah, Spinnerel has been busy. She's been chipping literally the entire refugee camp. I don't think there's anyone left in that entire camp who hasn't been chipped with the exception of Natasa, Frosta, and Swiftwind.
1: I forget, did we talk about if it would be easier or harder to chip Swiftwind? Did we already make that joke in episode 4 or whatever?
0: Did we? I don't know. I feel like it would probably be way harder to chip Swiftwind.
1: Because, like, he's got so much neck, but, like... Is it is it the spinal column, or is it the base of the brain? Where does the chip go? Regardless, it's actually quite a good plan on Horde Prime's part, because, I mean, the more people you chip, the more people you'll chip. It's, a, it's an exponential growth situation where you just have more people to do the chipping.
0: Yes, and
1: it's, uh it's pretty like a pay it forward situation it is it's a bit of a pyramid scheme
0: situation kind of here and uh it turns out that this is this is pretty bad because not only does the bright moon refugee camp have uh who is uh pretty powerful but uh guess who else it's got turns out micah uh who is like like a
1: 12th level caster who is just wiping the floor with everyone. That's right. Uh, Micah has been chipped. This is very bad. Natasa is just barely keeping these shield nets up against this, this, uh, this brunt all the while. Uh, Mermista has turned on the party. Um, and and the uh, Perfima, Scorpius Seahawk and Double Trouble are attempting to escape the mob of, of chipped partygoers here with, of course, the problem being, Mermista is a very powerful water wizard, and they are indeed underwater.
0: Yes, this is probably the worst possible person to have gotten chipped here, um, but uh, but they're they're doing their best to try and get out of here um, as uh, sort of DT's. Uh, assessment that half of the audience has been chipped has been uh, proven slightly wrong here. It, it, they got the numbers just a little bit wrong because it's not half; it's all.
1: They work fast, um, but luckily they know of a secret escape route. It's on the stage, uh... <laughs> to which uh, to which they're like,
0: "Take me to the stage."
1: No, no, really, take me to the stage. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, that wasn't like a joke. I, I, I really mean it. Um... Yeah, and, and so Scorpia is holding, is fending off all of these chipped uh, people, um, and Perfuma is very much not down with this. She's like, "You no, no, no. You're not going to do any of this self-sacrificing. you got to come with us, Scorpia.
0: Yeah, well, before we do the self-sacrifice, there is one other really good DT line. That's true. Where, <laughs> where they're like, the theater... Wait, hold on. Can you help me out here? And, yeah. and Seahawk has to sort of raise their hand to the heavens because
1: they've been paralyzed a little bit here yeah you know? they've been stuck by Scorpio, so Seahawk has to lift their hand
0: the theater has many secrets
1: and when the uh, the elevator comes down and, and you know they're, they're saying like, the, the bubble's coming down they do, they do say to Seahawk that's your cue hot stuff let's go
0: yeah DT is a lot in this episode It's pretty good It's pretty good
1: Very excellent Top top shelf stuff here DT So Scorpia is like She has her big moments Where she's like holding the, back the mob And you know the, 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 the ironic echo of I'm the muscle remember As we pan up her extremely ripped back yeah she is the muscle huh she is the muscle it's raining on her back you know it's just it's it's you know big they they finally got that shot
0: in like they they didn't get that shot in for for princess prom but they did get it in here and you know what it's it's pretty good (sighs) it's pretty good large
1: um but yeah Perfume is really torn up about losing scorpia because you know they've they kind of formed a a, a connection over these over the short time that Scorpy has been with the uh, the the rebellion here.
0: Yeah, they they really they really hit it off, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more later.
1: But we cut back to the ship after both of our our sort of etheria bound parties have escaped uh, their perils for now, uh, the perils of Peekaboo, you might say. And so we're back on the ship. They get, they finally get the transmission. Everyone's super excited to hear from everyone back in a theory Unfortunately, it is a perfuma. She's just sobbing, and is like, "You, you cannot come back." He poured Primus out of a blockade. Everybody is chipped. You under no circumstances can you run this blockade. You will, you will fail.
0: Yeah, no, perfuma's like, D- don't come back. Don't like, we lost. We've lost everybody. Like it's it's bad it's really bad and of course she's she's like under attack while this is happening so the the transmission gets cut short and everyone is just left kind of silently like mouth agape looking at this ipad like well well
1: <laughs> yeah uh, just static and then we end which by the way Earlier in the episode, Glimmer was like, "Man, I can't wait to meet my dad.
0: Uh, I can't wait to meet my dad. It's I don't, I barely remember what he even looks like. This is so exciting, and it's oh, man.
1: like, mm. I'm sorry, Glimmer, that's real
0: rough. Yeah, that's rough, buddy.
1: But yeah, this is kind of a this is that's the perils of peak Like I said, it's sort of a break from the heavier episodes, but it does move the plot forward and it does kind of bring a lot of supporting character arcs to their end because sorry to say all these characters who are chipped they're pretty much going to be chipped for the rest of the show
0: yeah that's the thing right is practically every single person uh is is going to stay chipped until like yeah most most of the rest of the show but it's
1: they're kind of inert a little bit but that's okay because so we got scorpia with her big moment mermista has kind of a funny moment that is also a very sort of touching into her character arc the finally like kind of accepting the 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 wacky chaotic side of Seahawk within herself yeah burning a boat just to see what it feels like you know
0: yeah like we we get some pretty good stuff here at the at the end here for these characters there's a little bit more to come but yeah largely most of their time on the show is 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 coming to a close here at least their time on the show as like protagonists basically
1: yeah right now they're you know they're 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 goons at this point but we' we'll, we'll get more on that later but uh, we got a few just a few questions uh, a lot of them are kind of runoff from last week in the curious cat let me check Twitter nothing on Twitter let me refresh the curious cat yeah let's check the curious cat real quick. there's a few people getting here i'll go ahead and start off with a nice little one uh from anonymous user i always thought bow and scorpia should be friends they're both the core of their friend groups and really enthusiastic about their friends thoughts
0: yeah you know i i think so too it's it's kind of oh i'm trying to think i don't know that we get any like like strong bow scorpia interactions but like yeah I feel like they'd really hit it off. I feel like they'd be like like they they would they would have a good thing because they're both you know they're very like emotional like emotionally like sort of focused characters. They're very like uh they're very kind uh they they really really want to be a good friend to everyone uh they're they're both big fans of jokes, not not always the best jokes a lot of puns
1: yeah they they do like really bad jokes a lot of the time but yeah i think there was a little bit of them at the beginning of the season where we saw them really hitting it off but uh yeah i I would like to see i would like to see more of scorpia and uh, the other princesses in general i know we get a little bit of it but you know just a little bit more would be would be nice to me
0: oh yeah for sure for sure uh anonymous says do you think Katra and Adora blushed as much as they do in season 5 uh when they were in the horde together I mean probably probably not
1: as much but certainly not none Yeah like I think they were really not sorting through all of their feelings yet when they were both in the horde and you know you don't really get to be soft or vulnerable in the horde. You just have to be, you know, the the, the, the big bad soldier that Hordak wants you to be. Um, this is sort of a like they're they're reconnecting. It's been you know it's been it's been a couple of years. It's been there over a lot of changes throughout their lives, and like it, it, they're just blushing all the time and, and doing as we said. Very normal, straight things like you know, plopping yourself down in your best friend's lap and sort of whapping her, your her, uh, her face with your tail, you know.
0: You know, pretty, pretty normal, pretty like very heterosexual, that that sort of thing.
1: What else we got in here? Let's see. Uh, we got one about taking control. Um, well, like I said, a little bit of runoff from from the last one here. It's quite obvious in taking control that Katra lashes out at Adora because she's stressed about the chip and feels guilty and afraid to face the people she's hurt. But do you also think there's a chance she's embarrassed about the things she did when she was chipped as well? Not only was she forced to fight Adora, but as you pointed out in the Save the Cat episode, she was also forced to display her vulnerabilities, such as admitting Adora broke her heart and fighting her in a rather intimate way. It just makes me wonder if that might be a factor to her behavior as well, but let me know what you think. That could definitely be a part of it. She said a lot of things.
0: Oh, yeah, she did say a lot of things. I mean, I think that, like, I think she is definitely, like, embarrassed. Um, she's she's definitely, like, not especially feeling great about how vulnerable she was and, like, just saying stuff. I mean, she says a lot of things that are very clearly coming from a very true place and she these are things that she doesn't even really think about to herself I think and yeah she wasn't, she wasn't prepared to, uh, to be dealing with any of that let alone tell it to Adora so yeah she's she's a little bit embarrassed a little bit like trying to uh, trying to kind of push push herself away from, from that as much as possible
1: yeah it's like she she wasn't even really believing that a door would come, let alone she would be there then all of that would happen. I mean the cheek touch ah uh, the cheek touch the hand grab there's a, there's a lot that happened and saved the cat that the catcher was probably just thinking about it like, oh man,
0: God oh yeah. man
1: yeah, I told her she broke my heart. how corny is that? oh man right. <laughs>
0: she's just uh she's
1: really really beating herself up over that one let's see we got one here we got one here from another anonymous curious catcher user can you imagine if every het pairing in tv had to prove itself to the network board by being a masterpiece of emotionally engaging writing that was integral to the plot of the series or it would be summarily cut i mean holy
0: yeah right like imagine if like everything else had to go through the same the same nonsense uh it's entertainment
1: to be fair a lot of stories would be better if someone looked at this said why are we pairing these two characters together again yeah like on one hand
0: i kind of do wish they had the same restrictions if only because you know that you know they would actually write something worth like watching but also like
1: like the ending of Naruto, like any any of those endings where everyone oh just kind god. of gets arbitrarily married. Oh,
0: don't, don't even talk to me at the ending of Naruto. Oh my god. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Biggest
1: biggest L's in history that ending. Biggest
0: L's in history. She marries Sasuke. What the hell? Why? It's, why?
1: In what universe? It is Ugh. absolutely insane. But yeah, that is like yeah, on the one hand. We could avoid things like that, but also it's like we shouldn't have to do that for any romance. If you want to put a dumb romance in it, just just put it in there.
0: Yeah, right. Like it's, uh, entertainment industry is. Uh, it's
1: bad. It's not great. Well, you know, we got it's fine. The guy who's in charge of like the the biggest and most successful movie studio of all time doesn't know about on on screen shooting until very recently. <laughs> it's okay.
0: Oh God yeah we were freaking the marvel guy kevin feige is in charge and that means he's smart that's true that's listen if he if he wasn't a great like director and filmmaker then why would why would they put him in charge it just, it just makes sense
1: i'm pretty sure that man has never been near a movie camera by the way he's like an executive <laughs> guy <laughs> i'm almost certain anyway would you like to read this last one
0: uh yeah okay i'll read the last one uh anonymous uh <laughs> over here trying to get my ass is like uh it's okay jane everyone gets distracted by shira every now and again shira v2 is literally 90 percent muscle are you really a fan of uh shira and the princess of power if you haven't been distracted or took the time to admire shira's muscles and I mean you got you got me there.
1: Literally exploded like any train of thought in your mind. It just it just derailed. It,
0: like oh my god. It's <sighs> That's maybe the funniest thing that's happened on the podcast ever. It's It's funnier
1: than anything we could have like come up with as a bit.
0: It really did actually like detonate my train of thought. Like it just went off like it went off like three separate cliffs. Like it was just gone. <laughs> Like I, I cut, I cut the pause down in the actual episode itself, but like there was like a solid minute of dead air while I was trying to
1: figure out what I was saying. All you could see was biceps <laughs> flexing. Uh. All right. Well, that's that's all of our curious cats this week. Uh, but that's not all that we have. Of course, we have our Patreon patreon.com slash pod of power you know we got a lot going on there hopefully we'll have more going on there soon if you donate at the one dollar level you get access to our private patreon discord server we hang on do stuff i'm gonna start trying to do some movie nights on wednesdays gonna maybe do some jackbox in the future
0: yeah it should be pretty fun i think the first movie we're probably gonna do is like promare just because like uh, me and Nero really like Promare quite a lot, and it's been a while since we've
1: seen it. One of my favorite movies of all time, hands down, Promare is, is a wonderful movie.
0: Oh, it's so good. I think about uh, I think about the soundtrack all the time. It's so good.
1: Uh, and of course, you also get access to all of the uh, old ep- uh, episodes of our side series, which are The Owlcast, Going Over the Owl House, Soon to Return uh with the the new season of the owl house coming uh keepo cast where we watch keepo in the age of wonder beasts uh we are going to be recording the final season two episode of that this week so keep an eye out for that yeah and the brand new infinicast where we are going through infinity train one book at a time we are starting with book one uh cannot wait to watch more of that show
0: oh yeah that show is Pretty good like pretty shockingly good. So so yeah, we're uh, we're we're looking forward to that.
1: And of course at the $3 level, if you are a force captain, if you have gone through the rigorous training required to do so, which means like clicking a, a few buttons on Patreon, you get access to all sorts of extra goodies such as staying current on said side shows. Yes. Uh,
0: you also get access to the Patreon as well, just by the way.
1: Yeah, you get access to the, anyone who pays gets access to the Discord. Uh, we also have she riffs where we uh we go over and 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 make jokes over uh old she-ra cartoons that come in the form of a single commentary all the episodes are on youtube you can just uh pop one on follow the link and watch it this month i think i'm gonna try to dig up an old peekaboo episode
0: yeah should be pretty fun should be pretty fun uh we got other stuff as well we got uh bonus episodes uh recently did one on the uh the Save the Cat script, as well as the uh, sort of canon, not canon, uh,
1: totally canon
0: fanfic, the extremely, the extremely apocryphal canon uh, fanfic, as well as that sort of um, like deleted scene or the 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 like storyboard of uh, that one glimmer scene. So that's that's pretty good. We've we've done a few different other bonus things too, like uh, Legend of the Flame Princess. We read that. Uh, read Noel Stevenson's memoir
1: that's a good episode read that memoir it'll recontextualize a lot of things about this show oh yes in addition at some point soon we will be recording an actual play one shot of for the honor uh the she-ra inspired tabletop game uh the hack of firebrands a very cool system um, so look forward to that in the near ish future.
0: Yeah, that'll that'll come after we actually finish the season itself, probably after the email episode. So it's gonna be a couple of a couple of weeks here, a couple of like a month or two, but it, it it's that's coming
1: along that's coming along. And of course, if you are a Force Captain level patron, you get your name read at the end of every episode. Oh boy, I gotta yes. <sighs> okay let me take a few deep breaths here special shout outs that's right uh just joined very recently within uh, the last recording in this one we got emily p zach and Jen b um so thank you all very much for that yes thank you very much and of course thank you to everyone else including <sighs> katie sinclair chris remy dylan brisley hammond brower salty blue holly i beauregard kay louisa garrett johnson ross ivy emma lynn ashley butcher anelia cody <gasps> Haley Morland, Yusuf Gurch, Ashley, Kyra Williams, Mabel, Mabel, Ryan Kuhn, Jennifer Jones, Jess Humphrey, Leon Lay, Sean Montgomery, Jack Jacqueline, Brittany Ray, Olivia, Michael Steiner, Tara Stark, TCO, Brennan Fitzgerald, Tobu, Emma Grossman, and Robert Harris. <laughs> Thank uh. you very much. Uh, uh. We're we're
0: really we're really getting really getting up there.
1: <laughs> Thank you. All right, and uh, of course you can find us on Twitter at Podcast the Power where we post new episodes, question posts, and retweet funny posts from time to time. Stay abreast of any news there. If you have a question that's longer than a Curious Cat, more in-depth, want to send it in, you can send that to power at gmail.com. Uh, if it is in relation to a specific episode, mark it as such. If not, uh, if it's for the end of the uh, the email episode, just mark that too. Um, and is there anything else? I don't think there is. You can, If you want to hear more of me in particular you can go find me over at disney minus pod where we talk about uh stuff that's on disney plus our latest episode was on tarzan that's actually a pretty good movie it's
0: yeah it's not bad it's a little weird it's a little weird it's
1: very strange um uh, phil collins is there but i re- it's like like that weird it's a, it's got a weird vibe but it's a weird vibe i like yeah then the music and the music's not
0: half bad
1: It slaps it slaps Tarzan does some toast stuff though. That is weird.
0: It's a little bit weird. Yeah, don't don't like don't like that so much. But well, but yeah. So for but that's gonna do it for us uh, this week for the non-spoiler section. So if you're heading out, we'll catch you later. But if you want to talk about some spoiler zone content, we will see you on the other side.
1: Sneak. Don't make a sound.
0: Just look around I'm a spy I'm a
1: spy
0: I'm a spy Alright,
1: so So, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about Scorfuma This is a very interesting one because It's not really technically in the text Like it is, but it's not
0: Yeah, it's like, it's interesting, right? So it's, I'm pretty sure, I'm 99.9% sure that it's confirmed that it was, like, intended. Like, I'm pretty sure somebody, I don't know if it was actually Noel who said this, or if it was someone else, um, but someone did, like, talk about it, like, post-show at one point about how, like they like were specifically like really trying to trying to get score fuma into the actual text of the show and uh and they did a pretty good job with it frankly i think it it works really well i think
1: yeah it's just like it's a thing where they didn't have time to really really get to it but the time they did have they allotted very well on uh, this episode in return to the fright zone like it's a really cute dynamic that they have scorpion perfuma um it's like scorpia of course as we've said many times before has just had a terrible time in the fright zone like everyone has
0: yeah she's like everyone has but scorpia especially has had a really rough time because she's such a like gentle soul and that was used against her really hard and used to really manipulate her and put her in situations where you know she couldn't really refuse uh, a lot of stuff, and it, it really, really wasn't ideal. And of course, they they sort of played a lot on her lack of self esteem and self confidence, and and that sort of thing. Um, but Perfuma really like sort of counters that a lot. It's I, I think the sort of the the interplay you have between the two of them is is really nice in this way because you have, you know, Perfuma is also like a really gentle soul, and I think that like the two of them just sort of being very kind to each other is like a really good dynamic for the both of them but like especially like Scorpio just having someone who just treats her very very nicely and um is is very reassuring for her and is like consistently supportive I think is like that's a big that's a big deal I think that's like for her that's a really important thing and you know as as much of a fan as I am of course of uh, of circus season three um catcher scorpia that that relationship i feel like it really would not have ended up in as good a place as i think that like scorpium actually does get
1: no because you know as we, we talked about whether or not catcher would have been better off staying in the crimson waste i don't think so because she would have had a lot of unresolved stuff But, like, even if that had happened and and Scorptra had become a thing, it's, like, neither of them were good for each other. Especially not Catra, but, like, Scorpia just wasn't ready for a relationship like that?
0: No, not at all. Because, you know, of course at the time she's still, like, pretty down on herself. She doesn't have an especially large amount of self-confidence. And she's also still, like, pretty, like... There's like there's like some sort of like codependency elements a little bit with her and Katra in the sense that like she's she's very like she's very attached to an idea of Katra that she has in her head that isn't necessarily the same as like who Catra actually is.
1: And oftentimes can't see past that image. Like it's kind of overlaid over Katra's reality. Um and that doesn't really shatter until season four when it's like all of the catra puts Scorpio through just becomes too much to pretend otherwise and she stops playing herself for all of this stuff and and decides to go out on her own and like perfuma from the very start uh when when scorpia first arrived she was the one who was most welcoming of her she was the one who was who was sticking up for her sure she accidentally got stung but that didn't stop her from sticking up for scorpia
0: no yeah perfuma was really the first one to sort of extend the the olive branch as it were and that's i think it you know it speaks a lot to like how perfuma like just sort of is as a character and 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 that sort of thing but it's you know it's it makes sense that the person who sort of showed her that kindness initially would be the person that she sort of hits it off the most with and like the the fastest And it it makes a lot of sense that these two sort of end up in a position where they're like kind of getting together by the end of the show. It's not like explicit, but uh, definitely towards the very end, like the last couple of episodes and then the sort of like denouement at the end of the uh, the end of the heart part two where they just sort of are like sort of together like they're sort of standing i think like perfuba sort of has like her arms like wrapped around scorpia's waist in that shot if i remember correctly
1: yes something like something like that and of course frosta is on uh scorpia's shoulders there naturally she likes to feel tall she likes to feel tall and you can't get any taller than scorpia that's true so yeah it is it is official post canon like whenever Noel or one of the other crew draws like the 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 canon couples Scorpia and perfuma are always there um i definitely want more of them in a like speculative possible future movie you know might happen might not at least a comic maybe
0: oh yeah i i really do want to see like some kind of like comic after the end of this like
1: it would be really nice and like uh, on Perfuma's side, one thing I really love that she she adores Scorpia. There is no one who is a bigger Scorpia fan than Perfuma.
0: Oh yeah. No, she she is the founding member of the Scorpia fan club and she's got she's got the t shirt, she's got everything. It's it's kind of amazing actually.
1: Yeah, like Scorpia just, just it's so hard on herself and, and kinda kinda beats herself up over a lot of stuff and perfuma just literally just sees like a like a six foot warrior god it's like wow you can do everything and you sing really good wow yeah (laughs) i mean listen can you really blame her no not at all um and there's just this really lovely bits uh in return to the fright zone where perfuma is just stubbornly refusing to fight scorpia she's like no i'm not gonna fight her
0: yeah and you know it's it's one of those things where it's like they don't really have like an alternative solution to the problem. It's not like, you know, the, just the, the, the power of, of the relationship is going to purely overcome uh, the, the chip here. Though it does it does, it does does a little bit. It does a little it bit. It
1: kind of does, but not really. It's like they, they have their cake and eat it too a little bit. We'll get to more of that in our turn to the Fright Zone. But one thing I do like about Perfuma is that she does stick to her principles and is never, like, looked down on for being kind of a, a little bit more of a of a pacifist, like, touchy-feely kind of character.
0: Yeah, I like that. I do really enjoy that because it's, like, I feel like in a lot of things, like, Perfuma being this sort of crunchy granola kind of character would be, like, kind of the butt of the joke. Uh, like, she would sort of be, like, the joke character that, you know isn't really like super useful or whatever and i think that in a lesser show that probably would be the case um and she's sort of introduced a little bit like that in in her sort of introductory episode but they they do like a really good job of just sort of immediately trying to turn that on its head and and kind of Show that her way of doing things, like while she needs to sort of grow and accept other sort of more proactive things, uh, as well as her sort of uh, passive way of looking at the world, the way she looks at the world isn't inherently like wrong or incorrect, and it's not like played up for like as as like a big you know haha look at the like hippie or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's nice. I like the way that, that she's she's treated largely in the show.
1: It makes me think a little bit of Ang's stuff at the end of uh, Book Three of Avatar, where he's really sort of struggling with his principles on how to stop the the whole situation. Um, I remember really liking those Lion Turtle episodes.
0: Yeah, I I, I, I did like those as well. I thought that like I think there's problems with with those those scenes
1: they just they do just give him like a free a get out of jail free card a little bit the big turtle says hey here's this here's the fifth bending
0: yeah they do kind of give him a get out of jail free card they don't really like i don't know there's there's problems i think with the with the end of avatar in that sense but i do like that they at least sort of acknowledge it and they try to they like attempt to work with it like they do try to like come up with a
1: third solution well, it's another have your cake and eat it too sort of thing just a bit more of an egregious case there um but yeah scorfum is like i i wish there was more of it but i understand why there's not
0: yeah it's like many things in season 5 it's, it's sort of like, it's, it's sort of a buffet table and all of these, like all of these delicious little finger foods are here and they introduce so many great things uh, into the show, but you had to make room for the, the like triple tiered wedding cake of, of Catrador in the middle and the actual like core of the story here. So, you know, you, you didn't, you didn't have room to have, uh, as much as much on the rest of the table here but hopefully in the future we we get a little bit more because i i would not mind uh getting getting some more stuff with all of these
1: characters so next week we will be getting into another really good episode uh shot in the dark catra's first adventure as a member of the best friend squad
0: yes yes we get introduced to me log we get like all of this other stuff i'm really excited for this one
1: some great cast of spella and shadow weaver moments
0: yes this is this is actually one of my favorite season five episodes it's not my favorite favorite but it is really really up there uh honestly one of my favorites in the whole show just because like i don't know just like it's it's an episode that is so centered around catra's growth as a person and i don't know i just i really like that it's really really nice
1: it's really fun it's got great atmosphere fun new characters what's not to love but yeah that'll be next week with shot in the dark but for now i have been one of your hosts nero and i've been the other host jane and we'll see you on the other side of this (laughs) board blockade